gets open for three. Dagger! The kick and here it comes. Swing and a miss! And a World Series Game 7 winning Curly W is in the books! Washington Capitals are the 2018 Stanley Cup champions! You like that? You like that? I like that. You gotta like that, right? My approval ratings keep going up. Sorry to keep you waiting, complicated business. Welcome in. This is Defeating the Curse, a very special three-man show. Three-man show. My name is Joe. Stevie is in his place in that box right there on mic two. But special guest, Bill Rowland, joining DTC. This is a very, very big, big thing for us. We are huge Bill Rowland fans. We have met a couple of different times for on a couple of different occasions. Bill, we are super excited to have you join our show. Really, this is not... Um, you know, this is a big moment for us. I don't know what else to say. It's a big moment for DTC to welcome Bill Rowland into our show. It's really cool. We're really excited. Hopefully, you don't hate us by the end of this and we have some fun. But thank you very much for joining us. No, anytime, guys. It's very humbling for to, to hear that. And I appreciate it. I've been doing this for a long time. So anytime somebody tells you they appreciate your work, it's always very humbling. But thank you. Yeah, it's going to be fun. Looking forward to the conversation. Thank you I mean, very finally, much. Finally, we, we, we brought a we brought a guy on my level here. Okay, I've been dealing with these amateurs for for months Listen, now. I mean, Bill, I'm okay. trying to produce the show. It, I'm trying to get the show up and running. We are broadcasting. This is a first for us too. Not only is Bill joining us, but we are live on Twitter. We are live on YouTube. We are live on um, where else? On Facebook, and I think on and off on Contender. We'll see. Maybe the show will be there tomorrow for anyone that's streaming on the Contender tomorrow on the DC stream. But boys, a couple of things that hopefully we can get into in the next 45 minutes or to an hour or so. Let's talk about the NFL. Let's talk about the top five going into week three. Let's talk about the low five. Let's talk about teams that catch your eye going into this week. There's a lot of teams, I think, that have to prove that they are legitimate 2-0 and teams or 1-1 and teams. A little couple fluky wins in week three that or in week two that we got to kind of talk through. Thursday Night Football looks like it's going to be not a very good one. So maybe we can talk about that a little bit. We'll see. We'll see. There's some fantasy implications there. You know, and then, you know, the Monday night football broadcast is something maybe we can start there. Let, let's start there. Uh, Stevie, you and I were talking back and forth. Bill, I'd love to get your take on this. I can't watch the regular Monday night football broadcast. Peyton and Eli, they're fantastic. They're fantastic. Yeah, it's great because they have, again, that sense of humor that you only get from brothers. And if they were not NFL quarterbacks, you probably wouldn't like sitting there watching them do that broadcast, right? Because you'd be like, some of these jokes are just like, oh, why am I watching these guys? But because they can get fantastic guests. What, week one, they had Russell Wilson on, right? I mean, that's the fun of this show is it's not necessarily Eli and Peyton who are great. It's because you never know who they're going to bring in, and they do such a good job of still maintaining you know, the action. You're not missing out on stuff, but you're getting other insights, especially from a guy uh, like Wilson in, in week one who's still in the league. That was the cool part about it for me. So, yeah, I mean, I, I'll flip back and forth. But I think more and more people are going to stick with the with the Peyton and Eli broadcast. Yeah, it, yeah. I think it was, it was over a million people this last week. Yeah, there was no flipping around in my house. I, I yeah. and I'm with you. Peyton is is Peyton is like it's like he's on the field. He's calling out defenses. He's you know, and Eli's the opposite. Eli's just picking on his brother, taking jabs here and there. I I just I really enjoyed the broadcast and and you know Favre. You know. I, I was expecting, you know, maybe he didn't realize where he was. You know, maybe he's going to say something and give us a little nugget here and there. But even Favre, who was probably the worst guest they had this week, was really good. You know, it was really good. And, and there's something really human about seeing these, you know, gridiron giants, you know, trying to like fumble around with a Zoom call and try to figure out like where they're supposed to look and how they're supposed to talk. And there's just something about that that makes them very human, very relatable, you know, kind of like how Twitter made celebrities accessible. You know, it's kind of the same thing. It's like, and and especially with the quarterbacks. I mean, the quarterbacks are, they're very invested. We saw this with Romo when he went to CBS. I mean, he was, he was calling out defenses and plays, you know, and it was, it was just, a, it was a special thing. And, and I'm watching this broadcast and Stevie, I, I know you were out. So I think you, I think you joined the Monday Night Broadcast late and there was a, you know, in our DTC WhatsApp chat, everybody was saying like, you like, forget about the, forget about the broadcast, just watch Peyton and Eli, because this is, it's, it's better than the game. I mean, it leaves nothing to be desired. I mean, they, they are the perfect combination 
And by the way, Bill, I got a brother and I would never do this kind of show with my brother. Okay. <laughs> you know, so they are a special group of, of, of brothers there. And it's the, the perfect combination of, you're right, Bill, you don't miss out on the football X and O's. In fact, they break it down better. Peyton's calling out defenses. Eli's breaking down QB play. So why do I need to listen to Riddick or, or any of these other guys? You know, remember Booger McFarland? How bad was Booger McFarland? Like, okay, these guys are terrible compared to these guys. And then they give you the entertainment, right? So I don't need Steve Levy and these guys making these crazy calls, except for Gus Johnson. I love Gus Johnson. If he could call every football game, it was great to have Gus back uh, this past week, okay? But, hey, ESPN is on to something. And how many times have we can say that in the last couple of years? ESPN is actually on to something. I hope they don't take it to ESPN Plus because I'm not shelling out the $9.95 for ESPN Plus. Oh, guy, you got $4. You got $4. You got kids. Get the Disney bundle thing, whatever. Maybe DTC can get a promo code for you. Let me see if I can get you hooked with it. It ain't worth it. Yeah, if you're going to hook me. No, it's worth it. Look, that's a show. Keep it on ESPN2. You've been losing ratings for years, ESPN. Keep it on ESPN2. Give the people what they want. Come on. The amazing thing is you talk about them not knowing how to do the Zoom calls and everything else. Just think back what, 10, 15 years ago, they would never, never have any type of of thing like that on the air because everything had to be so pitch perfect with your graphics and everything else. Now, people like that idea of somebody fumbling around and everybody can relate to, okay, where, how do I unmute myself? How do I turn my camera on? All that kind of stuff. In the past, you never would have seen that because it had to be professional and everything else. I like the fact that they're showing you that they're just like everybody else. And sometimes things go a little wrong. It's completely changed from, again, when when I first started in this business all the way through to when it was you didn't acknowledge that there was a problem. You tried to just plow through stuff. You didn't say, oh, our phones dropped, any of that stuff. Now everybody does that because they are you know, people expect you just to be honest with them. Yeah, and you know and the, we big, the big head jokes. There's a lot of big, the big well, head that, jokes. That's, yeah, amazing. I mean, I'm enjoying as much as I. I mean, the the game was good to a certain extent, and then it kind of got away. But they make it enjoyable, enjoyable. And we saw this with Amazon. I mean, a lot of people didn't watch the Thursday night Amazon exclusive games a couple years ago, but Amazon actually tried this out, and they had multi language broadcasts, and they had. Um, they had a, like a, like two women broadcasting as well. I think Hannah Hannah Storm was one of them. I'm blanking on the other one, but Amazon has tried this. And frankly, with the there's a lot of people that I think are drawn to this type of broadcast. Is it is it crazy to think that that maybe that you know like the Washington football team would have like their broadcast? I mean, the national broadcast is the, the Fox, CBS, whatever. But why why couldn't why couldn't we have a show where we're just talking about whatever is happening on the screen? You know, it's. But but bring in folks that are co- like closer to the team, or or you know someone someone like like Alex Smith. Like you're telling me, I would I would watch an Alex Smith broadcast of the Bills Washington game a hundred times out of a hundred if I had that option. I'd well, love to take. You know, I think there's a, I think there's something there. A lot of it has to do though with broadcasting rights. I mean, let's get down to you know the basics of it is that you're not paying to be able to broadcast. The NFL game. Now there are there are things out there, apps and everything else now that people have where you could, you and Steve could get together on a Sunday afternoon, fire up the app, and you would be the the guys that are talking about the Washington football team game as it's happening. You just wouldn't be able to A show that game because again, illegals we know, and B, you wouldn't be able to describe it play-by-play wise but you could be like oh that was a terrible throw by whoever as long as you didn't describe the action as it was going along again i'm not trying to get in the weeds for you guys on the on the legality of it but there are places out there that you can find right now for college football for nfl that it is just guys that are big fans sitting down and on the app talking and you can put a headset in you know download the app off your phone and listen to them in real time make comments about the game so yeah i think that is definitely coming because people want that type of interaction rather than you know staring at a screen and it's one way they're talking to you and you have to watch and and what what you're also not saying bill because you're probably a nicer guy than me is that the the actual play-by-play guys and the broadcasting of these fox cbs they all suck okay and unless you're buck and aikman 
and and uh, Romo and Nance, like all these BC. Most of the we, guys we know about the WFT team here games, in like, We get a lot of the C and D team. Well, yeah, I don't need uh, you know Daryl Johnston. I don't think Daryl Johnston's still doing Ooh. it, but he was always calling these games. Like we don't need these guys anymore. Burke Herbert or whatever guys name. Like we're, we're we're done with these guys. You know. So I was telling you, Joe. I think Barstool is pissed that they didn't come onto this. Uh, you know, well, it's not. I mean, companies not a, like that. It's not a new concept. So LP, who's who's on this show from time to time, him and I talk about like international soccer and the EPL in particular. EPL's been doing this for a while. The the TV rights are so expensive, and all the games are behind a paywall that fans that can't afford to actually watch their team play tune into YouTube broadcasts of pundits talking mm-hmm. like like Bill said about the spirit of the game because they can't do play by play. You know, you can hear the audio from time to time, but the literally it's just a camera pointed at them at, at three or four people on a couch describing or talking about generally what they're seeing. You know, I don't think the NFL is going to go behind a paywall. And even if it did, it's so popular. And you know, the way finances work in this country, people are going to make it, make it work. People will be pissed, but they're going to make it work that they're still able to watch the game. But is one of these things where you know I just think I just think ESPN's onto something with the with Manning and Manning and and really is it is it totally is it is it unthinkable that they would be the primary broadcast that they would be the the, the main broadcast team or maybe maybe mix them in and have you know have a little bit more of color as opposed to just the the broadcast because you're right like, I mean Monday Night Football for basically my entire adult life has been every two or three years just a revolving door of people in and out and. You know, since I, I guess Al Michaels forever ago, and Madden used to call it. I mean, it's it's consistently been a different crew. Sunday Night Football has a crew; everybody kind of knows that crew. You know, but Manning, Manning, and Manning are doing a really good job, and and it's I think it, it's just a good fit for Peyton and his personality. Like he's he's loose, he's moving around the screen. Like you know, he he seems like a fidgety person who would really struggle on like a, in a booth. But in that setting, in his home or wherever he's doing that from, he just looks really comfortable. And, and again, I'm enjoying it. I, I think it's a good broadcast. Yeah, I, it, I think it, when you look at um, especially Peyton, I, I think he would be great in a booth with somebody that could let him be himself, that would understand a play-by-play guy who's just going to give you the little bit of play-by-play, but you let Peyton kind of go and be himself. I think he'd be fantastic. But this harkens back, and you guys may be too young for this, to the Howard Cosell days of Monday Night Football. When people weren't tuning in all the time for the game necessarily, they wanted to hear Howard Cosell call the game with Don Meredith and these other guys. It was the event to watch Howard call the game because you knew it was a big, huge event. The problem with Monday Night Football now, it's not an event anymore, right? It used to be when you were younger – you got to stay up. If your team was playing on Monday Night Football, mom or dad would let you stay up past your bedtime on a school night because Monday Night Football was an event. Well, it's not an event anymore because there's Thursday night. There's Sunday night. It's just not the same thing. So that's why I don't think they throw their A team, if you want to call them that, at the broadcast. That's a good point. I think that's it, a fair point. It's probably the fourth or fifth best game of the week when you think of the right. Sunday night game is probably the best game. That four twenty five well, main TV rights. Box. Yeah, I mean, you're you're never going to get that premier premier matchup once you get into the the meat of the season and the flex the the the, the flex scheduling starts. NBC is going to steal the best game every single week. Yeah, I but mean, Bill, I, 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 I swear I have no idea that name you just dropped, Howard Cosell. No, yes, okay. you do. I have no idea. Okay. <laughs> Again, I've I'm seen not, enough. I've, it's, it's more of insulting myself for being that old than <laughs> not that you guys would know. But I, I imagine you don't remember watching no. Cosell. No, I, I, I barely Cosell. remember non-HD TV. <laughs> barely. Joe, the only time you've seen Cosell is in the movie Ali with Will Smith. You've never seen the real Muhammad Ali. Okay, we got to know Will Smith. Okay, it's Ali. So. But it's a valid point. I mean, I know the name. I, I can't say I ever, right. I ever watched a broadcast of, of, a, of, you know, that old of a game. I mean, my first football memories are really like 89, 90-ish, like, like oh, right yeah. after, right yeah. after the football yeah. team's yeah. second, second Super yeah. Bowl win. Like that's yeah. when, yeah, I mean, yeah, exactly. I grew up with Madden 92. Like I remember that. I remember yeah. that coming out. I remember the hype around it. You know, the, the, the football team were Super Bowl champs. Like, it's a perfect storm of stuff, and and ironically, you know the Bills and we, you, Steve and I talked about this with um, with Jamie a couple nights ago, who covers the Bills. Like in our minds, like they're they're a super team that just hasn't been relevant for a long time because we grew up in a time where they were just making 
run after run after run at the championship, you know, and, and they get to the Super Bowl and they just can't they can't close it out. I mean, they lost what twice to the twice to the Cowboys, once to the once to the Washingtons. And I'm blanking on the other one, the Giants. Giants, yeah. Giants. Yep. Wide so, right. You know, the NFC East kind of owned them for for half a decade there. You know, right in the in the early '90s. That that's when football was like very exciting and new to me, and, and kind of grabbed me and pulled me in, and hasn't really let me go since. But you know, it, it'll be interesting to see what Monday Night Football does with with Peyton and Eli because they got something there. And and frankly, it is better than it is better than the primary broadcast. If they move it behind the paywall, I think people, I think it's good enough that people would consider paying for it i I just do i mean it it would probably be the premier broadcast on the on the espn plus platform outside of international soccer people will pay for it i think it'd be a mistake though for them to do that even even though it's been really really successful the first couple of weeks i think they got to give this the whole year to see if okay is this something where week one it was like okay this is different and these guys are pretty good so then people were talking about it like on podcasts like this or wherever else and everybody went okay let's i gotta check them out i heard this this alternate broadcast was great so now they get over over a million viewers this past week so they'll wait on this but if they end up going beyond what the regular broadcast does then they might try to figure out a way to modernize it but if if it just stays around a million views, I think it's just kind of a cool little thing that they're going to do. But you don't want to halfway into the season suddenly go, well, it's going to cost you five bucks a month now to watch Peyton and Eli call Sunday Night Football. Uh, yeah. Excuse me, Monday Night Football, because people will be like, yeah, no, that was cool, but I'm I'm not paying another. Oh, I mean, hopefully they don't do that. I mean, what else are they going to run on ESPN2 opposite their primary broadcast? I mean, they, they do it with college football, too. They, they, they give you the the main broadcast on big ESPN or ABC, and then they give you all the, the team cameras or whatever on the other, right. on the other channels. Why not? Why not do it? Like yeah. maybe, maybe that will create the, that hype around Monday night football and kind of make it a thing, but you know, we'll, we'll see what happens. We'll see. I mean, Stevie, Stevie, I think you're bullish. I think you think, I think that you think they will put it behind the paywall sooner rather than later. Don't, because don't, don't put ESPN. words in my mouth. Don't put words in my mouth. You, <laughs> well, I mean, you told ask me, me something. You told me. Okay? You told me. I'm not asking because you already told me. You think it's going behind the paywall. I think they're you guys already. I don't know if we're moving on to the next segment. You blocked me out of the WFT post game because you know I was bringing the heat. Okay, about I, the defense. I didn't block okay, you. I want to get Bill's you, take on this. I, I mean, I, I'm not jumping across, but I want to get someone who actually watches football and understands football about the the Washington <laughs> football uh, defense. But uh, hey, you're running the show, Joe. So you listen. You well, you can bring him up in your low five. five. All right, well, let's talk okay. about let's talk about. Okay, so let's let's talk about week three. Week three of this season is you know starts tomorrow Thursday night. Let's do top five, low five. Real. I mean, you don't have to go into super detail if you want to. You're fine. I'll give you mine, and then Stevie, give me yours, and then Bill, give me yours. All right, here's sure. my top five in the NFL. Top five. Buccaneers. Until Brady loses, he stays at number one. I, I don't see how anybody can can say otherwise. Number two, Cardinals. I think this team is much better than anticipated. That quarterback can sling the ball. That defense can stop pretty much everybody. I know you're, you're shaking your head, but you know from what I've seen, they got weapons everywhere. This is a good looking team with a with a, a, so, a softer schedule. I think they're going to be good, you know, throughout. I, I think they're going to they're going to have a good season. Number three, Razzles Rams. I think the Rams are, they're legit. Safford gives them something that they didn't have in golf. I mean, they are, they are a complete team. If they can, if they can figure out, you know, consistency at the running back position, just, just not, not in who is running the ball, but getting the same output, regardless of who's running the ball. I think they're going to be really good. Number four, surprise team. Well, it's not a surprise if you listen to the others to, to the show a couple of days ago. I got the Raiders. I think this is a complete team as well. I think they're they're going to surprise some people throughout the course of the season. It's a well built team. A couple of years ago, we were killing Gruden for trading away pieces and maybe maybe bailing on Carr. He's put together a nice team. And again, they've got a medium softish looking schedule. I think they're going to be competitive. Number five, the Chiefs. I know they lost on Monday night. Still a very good team. I think uh, you know if if I'm if I'm the running back that fumbles that costs the game, you know I walk back to Kansas City and just you know say sorry and move on to the next one. It's a really good team. Pat Mahomes, if he's got the ball, I don't think any of us had any doubt. If he touches the ball with more than thirty seconds on the clock in the fourth quarter, he's going to win that game. So you know I love the Gruden. I, I love uh, sorry Harbaugh's call on the sideline. That soundbite, that that inaudible perfect soundbite that everyone understood when you saw it of him screaming, Lamar, Lamar, do you want to go for it? And Lamar just giving him the nod with the visor down. Just total badass move. But, you know, that that's a, that's a coach who, ha- who understands his personnel and says, hey, let's take a shot here. Like, why not? So those are my top five. I got Bucks, 
Cardinals, Rams, Raiders, and Chiefs. Stevie, who's your top five? We got uh, three out of five together. I will give you the Bucks. Bucks have looked uh, top to bottom, best team. Brady looks unreal right now. Uh, he's just locked in. He's got too many weapons. Defense is consistently getting pressure on the quarterback. So I got Bucks. Um, and then to me, uh, I'll get to the Chiefs because I, I think the Chiefs are, are in the top five. But to me, there's four teams in two divisions that I'll give you one from the AFC, one from the NFC. Rams and 49ers. You picked the wrong NFC West team. Okay. You picked 49ers the MVP. Stink, they, they okay. Got, you picked they, Kyler they, Murray. They got 15 okay. points on the hapless Eagles. Get I mean, out of here. Debo, Debo Samuel figured out how to catch the ball this season, which is incredible. Okay. He's killing me on fantasy the last couple of years. The 49ers look scary from a defensive perspective. Rams look, I mean, Stafford looks better than Goff ever did. I love Sean McVay. I'm such a homer with the, you know, what he did here in Washington. I think the Rams are, are, are the best team in the best division in the NFC. So I put them up there, the Niners, and then I go to the AFC North and I'll give you my two surprise. My, I loved what I saw with the Ravens on Monday night. Ravens are legit. They stepped up when they needed to, 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 to make a play. They made plays. Lamar Jackson looked you're so predictable. You're okay. So predictable. Okay. Well, well, you know, I am what I am. Okay. I, I had two minutes to prepare for this. Okay. So what do you want me to do? Okay. Two minutes. Um, yeah. Right. Two minutes. And then I'll give you <laughs> the, the surprise team that I love seeing is the Browns. Uh, I, mean, I didn't five, think you got the Browns as a top five team. Yeah. I thought what they did. Uh, the, I thought they looked better in a loss. Hey, do me a favor. Do me a favor this week. Watch football. Okay. <laughs> Maybe that'll help. That'll help the quality of the podcast. I thought you they looked better a in, in no. a loss in week one. I thought I think Baker's taking the next level. I think uh, uh, he looks good. Gets OBJ back. You know, at some point they're gonna be they're gonna be good. Uh, and then I put the Chiefs. Chiefs are. I mean, Mahomes is scary anytime he touches the He's ball. He's really good. Um, their defense sucks. Twenty eighth in the league. Can't stop anyone right now. Yeah, well, if they, your offense, they'll get it. Yeah, if your offense is number one, you're gonna be okay. You're gonna be okay. Yeah. It'd be nice if Andy Reid gave a crap about that side of the ball, but that's okay. Look, I don't. I can't cheer against them. I, I, against them, I just can't. I, I don't know why. Like every time I see him on the screen, I just want to give him a hug. I, I don't know. It's very weird. I know. I know. I submit it's weird. You, you got a thing with walruses? Like what is I that? just. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I just have a, a soft spot for him. I don't. I don't know what to say. I don't know what to say. Bill, 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 Bill give, me, give me enough, Stevie. Enough. Agree enough. With me. Okay. I can't believe I, the Browns are in your top five. I, I mean, I approach this a little bit differently than you guys did because I figured if you have a loss, you can't be in the top five at this point. So this isn't necessarily who I think is going to be there at the end. Of course, I was dumb enough preseason to say Packers and Bills in the Super Bowl. So take that for what it's worth. Uh, so I just went with the teams that I think are playing the best for the first two weeks. So number five, I got Denver. Uh, they're only getting up 13 points a game. Now, they haven't played anybody yet, and they're not going to play anybody here in week three. So they would stay in the top five because if they can't beat the Jets at home, they'll never, ever be in the top five again. But for right now, Denver's played really well. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater's been a, a find for them after kind of bouncing around the league. So I got Denver at five. I got Carolina at number four. They've done a great job. They're only giving up 21 points they've only given up 21 points on the season so far in two games so their defense is legit still not convinced on the quarterback situation there but when you've got McCaffrey you can pretty much kind of run through and they got a bad division I mean they get Atlanta twice the Saints they just throttled so they're gonna have they're gonna stick around they're gonna be in the playoff race for most of the year now we'll move uh to the NFC West which I agree probably the best division in football I've got Arizona at number three. Again, when you're averaging 30-plus points a game, you're a tough team to stop. They're going to be there till the end. The Rams are at number two for me for all the reasons that you guys said. They can do it on both sides of the ball. They're scoring, and their defense is legit. And number one, of course, until you beat the king, he's still the king. We find out this week, though, Rams and Bucks. that's going to be a good one. So I got Tampa Bay number one right now. I think that's very fair, and somewhere Razzle's smiling ear to ear because he's he is so high on the Rams, and you know we've been killing him here for a couple of weeks, but yeah, I mean that team looks really good. They just look really good in Stafford again. He gives them he gives them an option that they didn't have in Golf, like somebody who is going to uh, reckless is the wrong word. He's he's just a more aggressive quarterback, and he's going to take more shots, and he's got more playmakers. So I, I think. That's going to be a yeah that 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 division is a toss up from top to bottom. It's a really good division. 
We'll see. I mean, we'll see. I, I still, I'm still shocked that the Browns made Steve's top five because it's such <laughs> Bill, a Bill, such Bill, a terrible. Let me talk somebody. Let me talk somebody that knows something. Look, Bill, picked, where, where I picked them to win the division at the beginning of the year. But you don't have them in the top five after week no, two. No, because they lost the game. I mean, tech, do I think they're better than Denver? Yes, I think they're better than Denver, but Denver's 2-0 and right now. So I can't in good conscience say that I mean, the look, Browns some, are a better team. I mean, somewhere my wife is very happy to hear that, too. The, Bron- <laughs> the Broncos Bill, are a one surprise team. But, Stevie, you keep, you keep wanting to ask something. Bill, where's the football team? Ooh. They, they, crack, they crack your top 15? Yeah, probably... You know, it's tough because I thought they played okay against the Chargers. The defense couldn't get off the field, obviously. But after the first drive of the game when L.A. went down and did whatever they wanted to do and scored, the defense kind of settled in after that. They didn't play horribly. Tell him, Bill. Tell him. Bill, I don't, I don't know about that. Well, no, they, they in, in that game, if you take that first drive out, which I know mean, you can't because that's what cost them the game. And then at the end when what L.A. ran off the last six minutes – and kneeled at the seven to end it. But bookend that first drive and the last drive of the game, they weren't bad. Now, against the Giants, it's a whole different story. They weren't good. They were just good enough that they kept the Giants out of the end zone. And I say it all the time, is that if you are kicking field goals in the NFL and not scoring touchdowns, at some point it's going to burn you and you're going to lose. When you kick five field goals in a game, you're going to get burned at some point. And that's what happened to the Giants on Thursday night. They got down there, couldn't finish out drives, had the penalty on the Daniel Jones touchdown, which, I mean, whatever. It wasn't a great call, but we'll take it. And so to me, that's what cost them more than anything else. But that was worrisome now that two straight games, the first time the opposition has touched the football, they've gone right down the field, shoved it on that defense that's supposed to be so good. We saw that last year, too. We saw that last year, too. And, Stevie, you killed them for that last year as well. They they take well, some, I, some time to settle in. It's a Listen, it's still a young defense. It is. I mean, oh, no, okay. you can't. It is. That is it's, such. I'm not, not. How can I mute you? Not, okay, <laughs> Bill. Sorry. I'm not excusing Bill, their I'm, performance, I'm, but Bill is right. They they do. No, find Bill is not group. right. Well, okay. I'm sure you have Bill, them listen. as the 32nd team, right? I'm sure you have them dead last in the I standings. I, I mean, don't. if the Browns when, are number five, then yeah. The, the, when when, the when everyone said. Even, when when this idiot on the bottom and other guys joined in and said this is a top five defense preseason, I said, based on the eye test, I don't see it. On paper, they are a top five defense. But Bill, 14 of 18, third down conversions week one. It wasn't just a, a early drive here, an early drive there. They couldn't get off the field. And eye test, you saw the same thing I saw, which is four first round picks on that defensive front cannot get to the quarterback unless there's an exotic blitz, unless there's something which they don't blitz enough because they're relying on these guys to get to the quarterback. And their best Rushers are their interior guys. Where Montez Sweat is the best defensive player that we have, and I don't know where Chase Young is. Well, well his I'll, snap I'll count just now. I'll Go just ahead, say dude. this: in in this day and age, sorry, Joe. In, in this day and age, if you score twenty four points in a game, should you win that game in the modern NFL? If you score twenty four, should that be a win? Not against fifteen teams in the league. More than that, I think there's fifteen teams in the league that scored, uh, you know, more than twenty points a game. I mean, there's okay, no defense. Yeah. So, if so, and again, you hold the Chargers to 20, you should win that game, right? That I mean, that's what yes. We're, the answer is said, yes, Bill. You just said yes for anybody watching. You, you can. I mean, just, that's just the thing. Steve's face. Yes, the answer no, 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 is I, yes. I, I, I'm not used to. <laughs> you should win that game. So yes, the defense after that first drive, the Chargers only scored three more times. Doesn't matter. How long they stayed on the field? They weren't putting the ball in the end zone. They you know, weren't. The, the, the look, Ben look, don't break me, argument. I, I don't love that Ben don't break argument. But Ben don't break was the Giants game because you gave up five field goals. You let them get into scoring yeah. territory, and they kicked five field goals. Yes. San, L.A. didn't do that. I almost called them San Diego. I've been doing it all the entire season. I can't get used to it. They didn't do that with L.A. They didn't bend and don't break. They were able to, yeah, maybe between the 30s, the Chargers dominated that game, but they didn't, they didn't get in the end zone, but twice. Well, you, you know more than anyone, Bill, is it, this comes down to plays, making plays. And they had a third and 16 with five minutes left to get off the field and they couldn't get off the field. Right. 
that that that's what these NFL games boil down to is playmakers. And when you have four first rounders on that front four, you're expecting these guys to make a play. You have the defensive rookie of the year last year. You're expecting him to make a play. Bill, I test. What do you think well, of that front four? Well, they're again, we're eight quarters into the season. Right. I mean, they're, we're eight quarters in. So you can't, I don't think we can make a, a, a final judgment on them right now. Have they been as good as advertised so far? No. But I don't think they've been as bad as everybody wants to make them out to be. I said on, on Twitter watching that game on Thursday night, it's maddening to watch Washington football team Twitter because every 15 minutes it changes. They are bipolar. It is unbelievable. Yeah. Welcome welcome to the show, Bill. You, you are perfectly <laughs> describing everyone that's affiliated with the show. Hey, but, but it's just maddening to sit there and, and, and again, you give up the first drive of the game, and I was like, oh, here we go again. I was the same way. But then 15 minutes later, they get a sack or a stop, and everybody's like, ah, the defense is back. And it's like, whoa. See, but that's <laughs> that, that I never thought. Bill, how, how bad's the Giants' offensive line? Well, they, they got worse when they got hurt. I mean, exactly. Okay. The kid snapped I mean, his they leg. Were down, they were down one coming into the game, and then they lost. They they lost the other guy. And I thought at that point they were just going to dominate him. You're right. They did not have a good game against the Giants. But I go back to the to the LA game. Well, let's think about. It. They got the interception in the red zone, right? And everybody's and and that was supposed to be a key turning point in the game. What happened on the next play? Gibson puts it on the deck. San Diego recovers, and they go in. Is that on the defense? I mean, I know they were getting. You know, the Chargers were driving anyway, but their second touchdown was a short field because your running back that you're supposed to rely on put the ball on the ground and fumbled. Yeah, and, and hopefully that's the worst one that he has, you know, for the right. season. But, but you know, Stevie, you, you asked a good question, Stevie. Like, where, where do you put the football team? Bill, it sounds like you got a middle of the pack, 15, 14. Yeah, because, you know why? Because they play in a crap division. The division's yeah. terrible. I know – you know, Philadelphia played Sandy, uh, San Francisco tough in week two. I understand that. They're still not a good football team. The Cowboys aren't a good football team. That The Chargers should have blown them out, except the referees kept throwing flag. That was maddening to watch, too. Yes. I don't know if you guys watched that game on yes. Sunday. I, I literally turned it off, and it was just like, I can't do this because four straight plays – there's a flag thrown. I was like, I'm not watching this. It's either bad football or bad officiating. Either way, I'm not wasting my time with it. So, and the Giants, the Giants are the Giants. I mean, what are they going to win? Five games this year? Four games this year? Maybe. Maybe. So, they're in a bad division. They kind of got, not screwed because it's one game, but they get Buffalo while Dallas will get, I think, Miami or the Jets is their extra game. So, that's kind of, you know, that can tilt it one way or the other. Look, they'll probably win nine, ten games. That's to me. That's that's their ceiling. If they get more than that, it's been a hell of a year. But I think they're a nine, maybe ten win team. And it used to be ten wins was a big deal. But ten and seven is that going to impress a lot of people? Might be good enough to win in the division. You know, I, I think if they that's can get, if they can get to ten with this schedule, I think it would be impressive. I think people would take it. I, I mean, that would be a, that would be a very good season. I mean, this is yeah. a tough schedule. That I mean, and they're. It starts with the Bills this week, you know, and and Stevie, I, I just I'm just very curious now. Where where do you have the football team? I think they're a bottom third team. I think I think what I said that Monday night would be a race to the bottom, <laughs> and it, it proved to be. I mean, it was they were literally handing each other the game to see who would win it. Nobody wanted to win it. I, I see this team as you know a bottom third team. I, I think they will be in the hunt because, as Bill just pointed out, the NFCs does suck and and. You know, they'll be there at the end of it. But the question is, is this team going to get better or get worse? As Bill said, this is we're talking eight quarters in. This team will trend one way or another. The defense is talented. I'm not, I'm not stupid to think that this defense isn't talented. This defense has the personnel to be special. I, I love William Jackson III. I think he's played well in these past eight quarters. I don't love St. Juiced as much. Okay. I don't think he's he's playing as well. But I think, you know, Cam Curl, I think this team does, if the rookie ever figured out how to, you know, shed a block and make a tackle, I think, you know, the linebackers would be okay. I like Cole Holcomb, but so look, I don't I, I know. You, you're, I mean, I asked you a very simple question. You gave me a very long answer. So I, I don't know. I mean, that just, it's because I'm give thoughtful. Me a number, guy. That, that's just the difference between me and you. I'm one and 32. What number do you like? Bottom third. I, I'm sorry. You can't divide by three. I would say they're probably 22nd. Okay. I'm going to take exception with that. I think the football team is 
comfortably in the 15-ish range, okay? I think they're right in the middle of everything. Six spots, okay? seven spots. Well, like whatever. But I will tell you that I was, when I looked at the power rankings from CBS, ESPN, they're the only team that won and moved down four spots. Like CBS had them win the game and fall four spots in the power rankings. They went from, I think they went from, uh, they went from 17 to 21. That's just plain oh, disrespectful. It's right there with you. You said 22nd. CBS has got them 21. Okay. Can't argue with me that. And me, but me, what's, me even and got, okay. what's even more maddening <laughs> is they got the Dolphins at 20. The Dolphins got blanked by the Bills. Yeah. And they got them above the football team. Like that That can't be right. That, that, that's that's it's, nonsense. It's called, it's called the eye test, brother. Well, the eye test. We'll, we'll see what happens with the eye test this weekend in Buffalo, right? That, that should be very interesting to see. You know, and yeah, we, You're, you're going to need both hands and toes to count how many points the Bills put up. I listen. I'm gonna make you eat your words. This, this you're gonna you're, you'll see. You'll see. This defense. I have faith in this defense. They will rise to this occasion, just like every other DC sports team. When the competition is at an the upper level, the upper echelons of whatever league, whatever, whatever, they will rise to the occasion. They will play great. We're not big on moral victories. I think they're actually gonna win the game. I know I'm I'm the only one on the show that's picking a win. But we'll get to that in a little bit. Wait, I, I wait, just hold on, hold on. You just said other organizations rise up to play the upper echelon teams. I mean, sometimes, right? What organization are you talking about? I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know, Bill. I don't know. Once upon a time, the Nationals were not expected to do anything and ended up winning the World Series, right? The Caps were almost eliminated from the playoffs. You know, during their Stanley Cup run on two different occasions, ended up winning the whole thing. So. I'm just a I'm a DC homer. I don't know what else to say. I, I I admit it very proudly. I have faith that this team will show up and play what will play to the level of their competition for better or for worse. They were in the game against a good team in the Chargers. They were also in the game when they should have blown out the Giants. Like they play yes. up and they play down. I, I just think that's how it's going to be. I think Ron's got them playing better football overall. I think. I have faith in Heineke. I, I think he's he's unknown, right? He could be Kurt Warner. He could be Mark Brunel. Nobody knows, right? He could be anything. Like nobody, nobody knows. This is his first away game start. Like he's he's yes. all, this is his first time playing on the road. This team played better on the road than it did at home last year and the year before. So I mean, that's not saying much. FedEx isn't it's much like of a home stadium. Place. Sucks. I, it does, and the, the, we we've covered it, right? The, the the sewage falls from the sky at FedEx Field, but the team tends to be more focused when they're on the road. And Heineke can ball. He he just can. He's got that thing, whatever it is, for better or for worse. He's gonna sling it. I, I've said it several times now this week. That touchdown throw to Ricky Seals in the corner of the end zone. He was watching him. He looked, he looked, he went from right all the way to the left, came back to the center, and then just fired to the corner. And, he, and Ricky made an, an amazing catch. You know, well, th that play doesn't get made by Alex Smith or Dwayne Haskins. No freaking way. Like that, maybe Fitzpatrick, you know, fires that ball, right? Maybe. But Heineke's going to sling it. Like he, the guy's playing with house money. He's got nothing to lose. And he's got, he's got better offensive weapons at his disposal than he did last year. So why not? Like Why, why well, can't they go into Buffalo and win? I trust Terry McLaurin a little bit more than you guys. And, and when he says that, that Heineke's got it, I believe him. And McLaurin will make any quarterback better because that kid is special. Yeah, we, we talked it, about it's amazing. He's We're having this whole conversation about where the WFT team is. And we haven't mentioned that there's a backup quarterback because there hasn't seen that drop off you know that that's won't be a reason that they finish in the bottom third or, or you know even that middle uh half of the, the league so yeah heineke is is going to make plays and he's going to make some boneheaded plays too i mean we're going to live and die with him but um yeah he stepped up it's amazing we're not talking about a backup quarterback as a reason this team is not playing well no we're he's not he's not going to be the he won't be the reason they lose the game right if the defense can't stop if they can't stop the rushing attack of the bills the game's over. If 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 Josh ends up running for 50, 60 yards, the game is over, right? And that defense, and we, we can talk with our, we, we have some folks coming on from Buffalo in a little bit. We can talk to them about that defensive front. Th that is a good defensive unit. It's a good defensive unit. Our offensive line, and I'm sure Steve's going to get on. Uh, Steve, tell us what you feel. How do you, how do you feel about the Washington football team I mean, offensive line, Stevie? We've, we've already talked about I refuse to call him. He's going to be Jay Leno from now Don't, on. Okay, okay if he you. can't yeah, protect... So on that the, left side, that left side is a mess. Well, Cosme's got he's going to have his hands full on the right side too. That that, Bill, that Bills front is a very very good front. But before we before we get into all things Bills and really talk about that, can we just cover bottom five teams? 
real quick, real quick. And I bet sure. they're probably the same as mine. I'm going to give you my bottom five. Jaguars, worst team in the league by a, by a long shot. Just They don't look good in any any facet of the game. Coaching, I mean, Urban Meyer looks like he's lost, and that, that's that's not a good thing. Jets, Zach Wilson, I feel for the kid. Everybody that goes there struggles. That is just a plagued franchise when it comes to, to young quarterbacks, rookie quarterbacks. The Jets don't look very good. Lions, this one I kind of struggled with. Falcons or Lions, I didn't know which one to put in there at 30. Maybe the Falcons, but they they played they played better against the Bucks. The Lions didn't play so well. They played okay for two quarters and they they just uh, they didn't look good against the Packers down the stretch on uh, on Monday night. And then I got the Giants. I, I, I mean, the Giants the Giants are very injured. They have some offensive pieces. Daniel Jones is not the guy. He's not the answer there. I think it's going to be a long season for New York. But those are my bottom five. Stevie, your bottom five. Oh, shit. Uh, yeah, I got the same. Uh, Jets, Jags. I think the Jets are the worst team uh, in the league. Jets, Jags, Lions, Falcons, Giants. Bottom five. Simple. Bill, any, yes. any variants in yours? Yeah, Jacksonville is, is down at the bottom. Detroit. I think Jacksonville and Detroit are the two least talented teams in the league, quite honestly. I would have Houston in the bottom five, except they beat Jacksonville. That's the only thing that's really saving them from being there. Uh, and then, yeah, Atlanta, the Jets. I'm not as down on the Jets as you guys are. I like a lot of their young pieces that they've, that they've brought together. They're playing, what, a rookie wide receiver, a rookie quarterback, a rookie running back, get some run too. So, I mean, you're talking about three skill positions where they're relying on rookie draft picks. I think they're going to be better at the end of the year than they are now. And then the Giants, I have them sitting there, what, that would be 27, 28, whatever it would be. So, yeah, both New York teams in the bottom five, which I'm sure makes the New York media very, very happy. Well, the other New York team looks like a very good team. And, and if Josh Allen turns into the Josh Allen of 2020 and not the one that we've been watching maybe from 2019, I think the football team is going to have a, a long day on Sunday. And frankly, maybe, I mean, most, most, most of us on the show picked Buffalo to either make it to the championship game or to the Super Bowl. And I think, Stevie, did you have winning the Super Bowl? I could be no. wrong on that. Somebody had them It may have been LP, but regardless, most of us are expecting some big things out of the out of uh, out of the Buffalo Bills. I mean, hopefully things go our way on Sunday. I I mean, I'm hopeful. Sounds like everybody else is out on it already, but you know, we'll see. I think this is this is the first. You know, this is a really good team. This is a, this is one of the the top. You know, they didn't they, the Bills were not in any of our top fives, but they're probably in our top ten. I mean, this is just a good right. team. It's just a really well coached, well built team. I, I don't know how else to describe it. Um, but in a moment here, we're going to bring on three gentlemen that cover the bills, the not the not another bills podcast, John, Pat and Brandon. We're going to pull them in and maybe talk to them a little bit about what the bills. Hey, can am I, I going to get any Nats stuff here? I got Bill on. Bill, you a Nats fan? <laughs> yes. The, hey, Nats, the Nats are my, are my national league team. Oh, you're an Orioles guy too? No, way. no, no way. There's no Who's way there's no way. And a Nats fan? I, I don't know. Who's your breed? Who's your AL team? My, I'm, I've been a lifelong Red Sox fan. Uh, because oh. when I was growing up, obviously, we did not have baseball here. My dad is from the Pittsburgh area. My mom grew, is uh, from Central Maine. So I spent many, many summers in New England. And as a nice. six, seven, eight-year-old kid, if you did not follow the Red Sox, you basically were not a part of of dinnertime conversations or anything else. So I learned at a young age, if I wanted any attention when it came to the adults, I better know what was going on with the Red Sox. And that happened to be when they were pretty decent in the late 70s, 76, 77, 78. So yeah, I was seven years old when Bucky Denton hit the home run and and I cried at the dinner table when it happened. I am not too ashamed, <laughs> not ashamed to admit that at all. So that yeah. is that is the only appropriate reason to cry. Very. Are yeah. you going to the the, the game? Uh, are you going to the weekend series? Last I will weekend? be. Last I will be. Yeah, I'm hoping that everything will be wrapped up for them uh, by that time. As far as the wild card goes, I know they were. I think they got another win tonight here against the Mets. They're up big. I'm assuming the bullpen didn't blow it. Um, so I'm hoping, yeah, that that by next week it'll just be kind of a celebration. But yeah, I'll probably get out to one or two. I don't know if I'll make all three, but I'll get out there for a couple of them. Okay, if you're yeah. there on Saturday, let me know. I got a beer. Uh, a beer's okay. on me. Yeah, absolutely. I'm not like I said. I'm not sure which day. You guys done yet about talk about baseball? <laughs> I We're finally got a guy who can talk baseball. Okay. Hey, Josiah Gray got his first major league win tonight. I saw. That's, that's I big. Saw. And I think Juan pulled into the lead in the NL batting race. He, yeah, he may have. He had a monster. He had a monster game. Unbelievable. That guy is amazing. He's so good. 
Thank you. Bill, Bill, Sorry, Bill. Joe, can you just drop off? I mean, I could. I mean, why don't you guys just keep talking about it? You want to cover the United while you're at it? You want to, no, talk, to, you want no, to talk to the United? No, I don't. That's where you'll lose me. I know zero about uh, about soccer. So, yeah, I have no idea. Well, look, with that, let's bring on let's bring on our, our friends here from Buffalo. There's a lot of people coming into the stream. So if you're watching the stream live, everybody say hi to John, Pat, and Brandon. Up, they cover fellas? the Bills. I'm going to assume hey Bills Mafia, right, through and through. I was sharing this shot, this uh, thought with um, with Jamie a couple days ago. We did a, we did a, a preview show with uh, another Bills podcast. One of, my favorite, my, one of my favorite hashtags to follow on Sunday mornings is Bills Mafia because the stuff that happens in Buffalo, I cannot explain. I don't share it with my wife. I just open Twitter and just scroll because – Honestly, it's magic. I, I don't know how the fan base got to that level. Maybe maybe someone can explain it to us briefly, but I'm just curious to get some thoughts on how Bills Mafia came to be because this is a very different Buffalo Bills team. I don't know if you guys listened to the, the first part of the show. Steve and I, we grew up late 80s, early 90s is when we really got into football. The football team here in Washington was you know on the up and up. The Bills were the team. So we know the Bills as like, the Jim Kellys and the, the the Thurman Thomas and the Don Beebe's and all those folks. Now the Bills are, I don't know, there's some craziness. There's some craziness in the, the Bills Mafia. So maybe somebody, can, can anyone just explain it to me? I, I think your answer is 17 years of pain. That That's how it's <laughs> developed. I mean, so we came up, we were all born in the late 90s. So all we've known is no playoff bills. We we dreamt of the Jim Kelly years and stuff like that, but we were never around for, for those times. So, you know, all, all we've ever known is no playoffs, seven and nine, never having a quarterback, quarterback pur- purgatory. So that's why we're all partying now. I mean, it's different for, for different members of Bill's Mafia, but a lot of... But it's lot crazy. Of- it's crazy. People are jumping through tables and lighting themselves on fire and there's... I mean, I, I don't know what's going on. I, I don't know where we went from like we're fans to like we're crazy people that cheer for this team. I, you know, I don't what? know. Let me tell you. Let me tell you. So I was looking at one of my first Bills memories the other day was a great game between uh, the Bills and Washington football team in 2007. I believe it was Trent Edwards versus Jason Campbell. I believe it was a 17-16 game. The Bills had a yeah. safety and kicked three field goals in the fourth quarter. I think it was two five and six teams coming in the middle of the pack fighting for the last seed keeping us on our seat until the end of the football season watching these mediocre games and then just not qualifying losing the last uh, finishing with seven wins again uh for 17 years in a row that'll make somebody jump through a table man i don't know about you but wait a second wait a second wait a second is that the 10 men on the field game? Bro? Yes, that's what I was going to say. Okay. I mean, yeah. I didn't mean to that be a like, like Fred Jackson ripped off like a 45-yard. And Joe that's Gibbs, right. got, he got an unsportsmanlike conduct because he tried to ice the kicker twice. Two timeouts. Yeah. Time Stevie and I were in the stadium for that. And but don't forget, we, Ryan Lindell made the 54-yarder before the second timeout. So when they iced him and they moved it up to 49, it was it was cash money. There was no doubt that he was going to make I mean, we're, we're, we're sitting there like weeping in the stands and Fred Jackson rips off that run, okay? This is really class acts over there. Yes, yes, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Take, we're, all, we're all taking a knee here for 21 and the Bills don't care. They're just they're, they're playing football, you know, 11 against 10. So look, big, this is a big matchup. We've been talking about, you know, the football team, and obviously this is for them, it, this isn't a get-right game because the Bills are not a get-right opponent. This is a real team that should be chasing the AFC crown. At least that, that's my opinion. This is a good team. It's a well-built team. It's a consistent team, good coaching, excellent quarterback play. Josh Allen hasn't looked like the Josh Allen that ended last season. He looks like the guy from a couple seasons ago, making some weird reads and some some odd mistakes. Is, is that your sense as well? I mean, you guys cover the team. I mean, that, that's that's my sense watching from afar, but he doesn't look like he's 100% up to speed just yet. No, I mean, I would agree with you. And I mean, not to, I mean, put Bill and, and Steve on the spot, but I think that, you know, looking at, he reminds me a lot of someone like Steven Strasburg, you know, where he's coming out and he's not exactly in the best physical shape and he really has to, you know, work and improve towards the skill. But the thing is, I mean, Steven Strasburg, the dude didn't regress, you know, and I'm not saying he's regressing. It's just something where, you know, maybe, you know, first two starts of the year, you know, uh, I'm, I'm just hoping that you know he can he, he can bring up the the level of play. So, 
Has it been, guys, has it been the offense that's been more of the problem than the defense? I think the defense has played really well. I think that the that Leslie Frazier's doing a great job disguising blitzes. I know you guys are going at about 25, 26% of the time you're sending people, and it's different looks every single time. I know the Miami guys talked about it after the game that they said, you know, they showed us stuff, talking about the Buffalo defense, they showed us stuff we did not see on film from the preseason and in week one. More confidence in this defense that kind of has taken a lot of hits the last couple of years from the playoff performances and stuff. Are, are they now the strength of the team more than the offense? The offense just hasn't gotten going yet. The, yeah. the way that if you look at the D-line, the way that they set up Greg Russo and Ed Oliver and Epinesa, they were blitzing from all three gaps. Everybody was rotating through. You had Epinesa and Russo coming off the edge. You had them coming up the middle. You had them dropping in the coverage. You had them covering the running back. They, like you said, they gave different looks every single time. And we like Taylor Heineke up here, but uh, he's young. He hasn't seen a whole lot. Leslie Frazier has. So uh, that chess match is going to be interesting to see. And I think Leslie Frazier has a huge advantage with that uh, defensive front rotation because he can send multiple guys on any down distance. Uh, he's prepared for anything. Well, listen, I, I'm uh, I'm a geek with the O-line, okay? I love geeking out on the O-line. I think, uh, you know, there's so much attention on Josh Allen, Singletary, Stephon Diggs. Talk to me about the O-line because we have a little bit of a, a, a discrepancy in opinions here about our D-line. So what are y'all looking at from, you know, an O-line versus D-line perspective when it comes to Sunday? And uh, how much success do we think uh, the, the, the D line's going to dominate? Stevie, get this guy such a negative. Yeah. Okay, so all right. Negative. <laughs> Next Chase question. Young okay, 15 we, sacks. Great. Okay, that's what's going to happen. Well, what, what about uh, what about Montez Sweat? Man, I feel like he gets swept under the rug a little bit. I think if he has He's a great a game, you know, you know, that's, you know what? That's well, tell Steve team. because Steve, uh, hopefully Steve will watch the game. So when we do the post game, we have just to talk said, about. Okay. Montez, what's the best defensive player we got right now? But yeah, can can I actually would love to hear five people's opinion, and somehow Joe's the only one. The only guy I don't want to hear is the guy talking. So, give me what's going on with the Bills' own line. Uh, I think this week is just going to be kind of our own lit litmus test, to be honest. Because I mean, they brought back everybody from last year. This O-line lineup was supposed to be the starting lineup last year, and because of some injuries, didn't end up being the case. Last year, the O-line was extremely rotational. You know, moving in that that fourth and fifth guy, and so this year they've got Cody Ford healthy, and uh, had a terrible week one and an awesome week two. So it's we're really not sure what to make of it. John Feliciano is a guard that we just re-signed for a lot of money, and he's historically had great seasons for us. And but he's just totally changed his body type recently. He slimmed down quite a bit and had a really rough first game. So we're still kind of waiting to see how that works out for him, but. Again, had a bounce back week two, but that was against Miami's front, which I think is nothing compared to Washington's. So I think this week will be a really good test because Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh's front was tough week one, and they struggled. So hopefully they can get it done against the football team. But I, I guess we'll see. It'll be it'll be very telling for sure. And you're if yeah, you, and the Dolphins got right against, or sorry, the Bills got right against the Dolphins. I mean, I I don't think there's much you can take from that game. It's just my opinion. As somebody who's just watching from afar, I think there was more to take out of week one. I, I think the Steelers, no one on our show had the Steelers winning that game or even covering. So the fact that they went in and got that win, and, and that was that was surprising. And I think that's that's for us when you know we looked at it, all right, we lost to the Chargers. We're looking a little bit ahead. We don't like to do that too much, but looking ahead, all right, maybe, maybe the Bills – Maybe this isn't just a, you know a, a, an automatic loss for the football team. Maybe there's a shot here. Maybe if they run the ball and control the clock – Maybe they got a shot. Maybe if this defense can get you know a, just a little bit better play from that from that defensive line. I know Steve, you're gonna roll your eyes, but the, the Washington secondary is pretty good as well. And I think the uh. matchup against you know with Diggs and Sanders, like I mean, is someone else gonna surprise us? Like, is there some other pass catching option out there that 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 we should yes. be watching? Yes, I think yes. that I think that Dawson Knox is gonna be the guy to watch in this game, and maybe even Singletary out of the backfield a little yeah. bit if they get him involved in the passing game. And I Gabe think Davis, that if he's healthy too, I think is a I mean, he's I, the guy I, who got the touchdown week one. I think Washington's linebackers versus the Bills tight end and Cole Beasley is going to be is going to be the matchup to watch because I, I like I like the the football team outside, and uh, you know if even if the front has a good day, Josh Josh might not have a lot of time to throw, but that's still enough to get it to some of those inside receivers uh, on those short routes. So the that, comparable that's what that I'll be I thought at. 
What I thought was comparable, like you said, with week one is the tackle D end matchup because TJ Watt really gave it to our right tackle Williams and Deion Dawkins probably had his worst yeah. day as a pro well, he at was, left tackle. And he's coming back he, from a COVID. A battle. week and a half he, removed from, from COVID yeah, in that game. And yeah. he, he said he was in the hospital for four days, I believe. He was he lost what sixteen pounds and there's no way that he's back in game shape. Uh, and it showed three holding penalties, every single lineman except for uh what was it Mitch Moore didn't had a holding penalty in that first week so if if you can get those DNs cooking in Washington and take advantage of our tackles because they did not match up well uh I think Williams bounced back well against the Dolphins but that could be a uh intriguing thing to keep an eye on Hey guys off the field uh stuff I know look they're not the team's not leaving Buffalo but where are they with this whole new stadium thing because I know that there's been talk that that they're going to move from Orchard Park where they are now so what's the latest do you guys have anything on what they're doing with that yeah. stadium up there It's like so, uh, Lincoln Financial like in in Philadelphia you know where they built it in the parking lot across um you know at least so we hear From from what I get we have uh the option downtown, the Pakulas bought a bunch of land a few years ago, but the infrastructure is not there. Downtown Buffalo does not have the parking uh, to host tailgating. They're looking at parking a mile away at They're other... making decisions based on Bill's Mafia. They can't get close enough people. That's the way FedEx is. You cannot, you can't get close to FedEx to tailgate. It stinks. So don't let them do that to you guys. Well, the other thing too is like, I mean... If the Metro was, I mean, the Metro, you know, it's pretty, a lot of parking could park there, but that's like the official drunk tank of every Sabres fan. So it's, you know what I mean? Give and take. Yeah. But, but and, and it, most importantly, okay, Bill's asking all these, these you know, actual football questions. Sorry. What, 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 what do you know about the Twitter handle Bill's Mafia Babes and why haven't we explored guests on the show, Joe? Okay, from this. Listen, Twitter I'm a handle. one-man okay. show here, right? When you when you pitch in with the producing, then we can talk about <laughs> mafia babes. No, no problem here. I'm no just problem. saying, okay, you picked the wrong guests. Okay, do you guys know anything about this Twitter handle? <laughs> I mean, there's babes everywhere, man. You know, <laughs> I, I would like to say that that's the perfect answer. I would like to say that my girlfriend is definitely a Bill's Mafia babe, and I'm sure she would love to come on the show. So, you know, there give you her go. 15 seconds of shame, right? <laughs> it sounds like that's all he wants to say because he's got a girlfriend listening <laughs> to the show. listening over his shoulder. probably in the room with him right now. That's <laughs> right. <laughs> hey, honey, I'm talking about you. <laughs> hey, you got to cover those bases, Brandon. You got to cover those bases. Look, I got one more question, then we'll let you guys go. Thank you for making time. I don't know if you guys bet. We bet. So I'm going to ask, the line has been moving up and down. We were looking at it at nine and a half. It's now down to eight and a half. And I think it slipped to eight or sorry, seven and a half. That's the last I saw. So Vegas is thinking it's going to be a little bit closer than anticipated. We, on our show a couple nights ago, everybody had the Washington football team covering. Everybody had had them covering. So, I mean, John, Pat, Brandon, are they going to cover this? This is a good bet or not? We were just talking about this on our show. We were literally taping this like 15 minutes ago, and we all we all picked the Bills, but we were actually going on the nine and a half spread that was out earlier today, yeah. and we thought that that was kind of big. None of us picked the Bills to cover that spread, so we, we think we think that the Bills are going to win this one, but we don't think it's going to be by more than eight nine points. Yeah. So now, now you say it's seven point five. That's a little, yeah. That's Fandle's a little bit closer. Yeah, I don't know. I'd say less than a touchdown. We locked it at eight and a half, and I'm confident in that bet. I, I think, I mean, I like Washington to win outright, but I think they're going to cover that. I mean, I don't see them losing by 14 points. I just don't see it happening. Steve is going to keep smiling at me. Steve's got them losing by 35, I'm sure. You know, <laughs> no, but I, I, that's I'd every week. Smi- I, I would, wouldn't be smiling because you're, you're losing my money, okay? We're in this together, okay? I know. So. It, that's, that's true. It's, it's, a, it's a show account. So we, we have a book of bets, and I'm not, I'm not doing great. So something you might want to consider. Or if you're not, you know, if you're really good friends, don't do it because it, it really complicates things <laughs> when the bets right. get a little sideways. But – uh, Bill, Brando, I didn't, Bill, Bill, I don't know. Are you? How do you feel about that line? I should have asked you earlier. Uh, but the nine, the nine and a half, I'm jumping all over the Washington football team. If it gets to seven, I'm all over Buffalo and hope it lands somewhere in between so I can cash on both sides. There's another That's one. That's what I was going to say. That, there's a prop that we were looking at, too, of uh, uh, Josh Allen, um, 35 rushing yards. 35 oh, and a half oh, rushing oh, yards. Yeah, yeah, oh, I take that, man. Over. Over. Yeah, so, over. so, Steve, based maybe we talked to Razzle about a parlor. Jones did, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think 
That, if you can hedge your bet anything over seven, seven and a half, if you can get that hook on a touchdown and then uh, get the Bills on the uh, straight up to win, I think that's the best bet for this game. And definitely the Bills, Josh Allen over 35 yards, no doubt on that one. I mean, if if Daniel Jones can rumble and tumble his way to 80 yards, you know. Listen, that shot. that big mouth breather, just every time he plays a football team, <laughs> that dude just has wheels. Danny Wheels just takes off and runs, and it's – I mean, he he looks like an All Pro every time he plays against Washington, and he looks extremely not an All Pro every time he oh, plays yeah. against anyone else. So, what did you think um, about but, the Bills at twenty six points or uh, Washington eighteen and a half? I saw. Honestly, I'll defer to Bill. I mean, Bill was the one asking the you know on the points. I mean, I'll defer to Bill. Look, I, I think any time that you can get a team like Buffalo with that dynamic offense and get a number at twenty six. Usually, I would say that's a great spot. I don't think Washington wants to get into a shootout. I might go under the 26, and I might actually – again, I think this is going to be like a you know 24-17 type game. Uh, I think Buffalo wins this game. I just, I just don't see it being a shootout, only because Buffalo hasn't shown that dynamic, explosive offense that we're used to seeing from them. I think it's there. I'm just waiting for it to show up because despite dropping 35 on Miami, you guys know this, they didn't have a drive over 62 yards, a scoring drive. They didn't have to go. Miami just basically threw up all over themselves and handed them the ball in short field all day long. Now give Buffalo credit. They took advantage of it, but it wasn't like they were just constantly driving down the field, driving down the field. And, And I go back and look at Pittsburgh. They just don't look like they've gelled yet. It's coming. For Washington football fans, I hope it doesn't come this week because if it does, it could get ugly. But Buffalo is going to get on track at some point. I, I just, I, I'd probably go under this week on the twenty six. That's the way they've played. That's a lot of points right now. Yeah, it is. It is a lot of points. That Bucks, yeah, think, <laughs> that was nine points. Too, I, I mean, Bucks. personally, I'm I'm taking the under yeah. on that too. Like I, I don't like betting points. Like like just it's it's really tough. But yeah, I didn't. I didn't see anything like awesome out of the Bills against Miami, and you know they, they could have hung forty on 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 the on the fins, uh, right? Least. So yeah, I don't know. I I, w- I think I'm going under on that one too. But again, I got I got the football team winning the game. I, I don't know how. I don't know by what miracle it will happen, but it will happen. I don't know. I, that's just my gut feeling. I just feel you like you're a homer. So there it is. Well, I am a homer, you know, and I I wear that. I wear my hat very proudly. Okay, I don't. Hey, have Joe. Homer. Joe, I have an interest. Thinks that, and I don't know if this plays better for you or for me. I think it's definitely better for you, though. So we don't have a long history against each other, Buffalo and Washington. We have won every single game except the one that matters most against your squad. Hey, Mark Ripon from up north, ripping, ripping. Come on, ripping, ripping. He, he nailed it. He ripping, nailed it with the yeah. accent and everything. I mean, Absolutely Brandon, if you want to put a little there. side bet between shows, I'm, I'm happy to do it. Like we're we are. <laughs> We gamble more than we should be, and my wife who listens to this would probably pop in here and say, yes, no more gambling, no more show accounts, no more random, no more random bets. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, we'll, we'll see. I, I think it's going to be a close game. I think Washington can win this game. You know, will they ultimately do it? We'll see. We'll be live right after the show. If anybody wants to come on and do a post game with us, we'll be live on the contender afterwards. So we're, we're happy to have anybody back. Or the Bills babes for Steve. I know Steve maybe maybe will be more interested <laughs> in participating if the uh, if, if the Bills babes are here for the for the post game. But no, let's, uh, let's keep you know, it a sausage fest. That's a good idea. It's a great idea. Hey, <laughs> hey listen, I have no problem with any arrangement as as long as I'm talking into a microphone and someone's listening. I'm super happy, and I know that's weird. <laughs> but that's, that's the truth. So, not another Bills podcast. John, Pat, and Brandon, thank you guys very much for coming on. John, where can they where can people find your show? Uh, we just have a Twitter right now at Not Bills Podcast. So we just we just fired it up this season. So you know, hopefully we're off to a good start. But yeah, at Not Bills Podcast is our Twitter, and we've got all our uh, all our links on there. And you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, all that stuff. So awesome, awesome. Thank you guys for making time. Appreciate it. Good yeah. luck on Sunday. You will lose, but good luck anyway. <laughs> Thanks, <laughs> Thanks for having us, guys. Yeah, thank Thanks, you, guys. Man. Appreciate thank it you very, very much, guys. Take care. So guys. Stevie, Stevie, and Bill, we got. Two minutes of show left here, and then we'll kill it. Um, any any final thoughts? Anything you want to wrap up, Bill? I got. I'm gonna go first. Bill, can't thank you enough for sitting in with us. This is a long yes. show. Really appreciate you coming on. Honestly, 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 the show is much better with you here because I don't have to talk Steve for an hour, but also because you just know stuff. You just know stuff, and I, I really appreciate you making time. Um, I thought it was a good show. I, I think I, I I'm looking forward to to Sunday's matchup. I think the football team can win. I think it will be close. 
but I'm I'm encouraged by what I what I've seen. I mean, I think they played the Chargers really well. They ended up beating the Giants. They didn't look great. They've had, you know, nine, ten days to get ready for this game. The Bills look beatable, and I, I think they can do it. That's those are my closing thoughts. I think they can do it. They can do it. I don't think they will do it, but it, I, I won't be shocked. And I said it on my show that nine and a half at the time was the second biggest number on the board. I think behind the Jets in Denver, I think Denver was 11 over the Jets at home. Uh, and then the next biggest number was nine and a half, which I thought was crazy because, again, the Bills haven't looked great. I think everybody looked at the 35 they scored on Miami. But if you dug into the numbers and you looked at it, their offense wasn't great that day. It's just Miami gave them short field after short field because when Tua got hurt, they couldn't do anything with Jacoby Brissett. He was terrible. So they can win this game. I think it's just going to be really tough because, again, Buffalo at home, not going to be cold, obviously. I'd rather play this game now than in November or December. Yes, yes. But it's just that is a really, really tough place to play. Um, I know Heineke's been good. As Steve mentioned earlier, first road contest that he's ever started in his NFL career. That's going to play into it. And and like their guy said, I think Leslie Frazier does such a good job with that defense and mixing coverages and disguising blitzes and all that stuff. I think I think it'll take a while for Heineke to get going. I just think this is one of those games where maybe Buffalo gets out to a lead, Washington tries to reel them in, and then ultimately they come up a little bit short. But I don't see it being a nine-and-a-half, ten-point game. I think this is going to be a one-score game, but I think Buffalo ultimately wins. Stevie, your final thoughts? Yeah, I mean, final thought is, um, I mean, of course – you know, they we could see Washington come away with a victory here, but I think the way Bills guys just said litmus test for their uh, uh, you know team, I think this is a real litmus test for the defense. They will not be bailed out by you know a Giants team that's really really bad. They will not be, uh, um, you know, they are playing a top you know caliber offense and with a top you know caliber quarterback and Josh Allen. So. This is a week for them to step up and really show what they can do. And, and you know, let's see what Jack Del Rio can, uh, you know, put together from a game plan and from a scheming perspective. And let's see what this talented front seven can, can you know, show. And I think we'll, we'll know a lot more uh, one way or another after this Sunday. And I think that'll be, you know, very telling this Sunday. I, I agree with that as well. So uh, one, one, one last time, thank you very much, Bill, for making time and joining Absolutely the show. Not, Appreciate guys. it. Thanks, Thanks, Stevie, thank you for making time as well. Honestly, thank you, thank you, thank you. For anyone that wants to listen to the show, DTC, the podcast is available on all platforms. You can find it pretty much anywhere. Just search DTC or Defeating the Curse. You can also listen live on the Contender app. You can catch us on Tuesdays and Thursdays right before and right after Bill Rowland's show, actually. So uh, a family member of the contender family here joining us, joining us, doing some crosstalk. Really appreciate it, Bill. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Anytime, guys. For Stevie, my name is Joe. For the DTC family and for Bill, thank you for listening. For now, we are done. We are out. Go Washington football team. We will see you after the game on Sunday for the post-game show on the contender. Until then, we are out.